From the campaign trail to the studio, Wesley Hunt continues the fight. Along with his brother, Rendon, they chronicle their family experience from slavery to West Point in four generations. Tackling the difficult conversations facing our country, they're on a mission to preserve the American dream. Buckle up and welcome aboard. You're in the hunt. I'm Wesley Hunt. I'm Rendon Hunt. And, and you're, you're in, in the, the hunt. hunt. Good afternoon, Wesley. How are you today? I'm doing awesome, man. You look good. As do you. As do you. As do you. Better you, ingredients. You, you look like a. You look like a receiver. <laughs> you look felt like a like like a like a lean receiver. Thank you. You look like a tailback. <laughs> you know, I am in my mind. I think in my life I'll, I'll forever be a tailback. You're a tailback. Man. I still lift like it. I think I'm not. Yeah. You ever had the conversation about me running and jumping? I, I can't. I, 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 I'm not. A, I don't have the tailback ability, but I want people to look at me and assume that I'm still a tailback. <laughs> it's all in your mind, Wesley. Yeah, it really is. I can't tell you you're not a tailback. You're still my favorite tailback. Yeah. <laughs> still my favorite tailback. You know, uh, Peter Tips' favorite tailback too. Amen to that. Forever. Amen to uh, that. Forever. Well, speaking of tailbacks, let's talk about the border. <laughs> Is that not a, is that not the, is that not where this goes? That's exactly that's exactly where this goes. If I, God, if, I want to say if, something. If I could if I could uh, you know have a, a metaphor of a football field, what's happening in our country right now is like going to a <laughs> Friday night football game and fans just running on the field just because they feel like they can. You know it's I'm like, hey man, you don't have a uniform, you're not for it. Oh, it's okay, you just run you know on the I'm field. Say, I'll say it's like showing to a Friday night football game. But it's a baseball game. <laughs> <laughs> like they're not even playing they're not even, This is a different sport. I don't understand. There is no rules. I don't, you, you can play. You can play what you want to play. I, I don't understand. Go to a football on. game and they're playing lacrosse and field hockey on the same field. It's it's, it's very cares. strange. Yeah. So, don't know how much our, our listeners have been following this, but we have a border crisis on our hands. Not we have. We have have had a border crisis on our hands for for quite some time. Even if we're as a country burying our heads in the sand and acting like it doesn't exist. Disclaimer, not Republican talking points, no. not Fox News talking points, not, you know, conservative, right, ring conspiracy talking points. No. For this, my disclaimer, there is a serious problem happening at the border right now. Yes. So in Del Rio, 15,000 Haitians, okay, the crazy thing about what's happening, right, is the administration right now, they can't tell you how many Haitians are at the border. This is sounding eerily like Afghanistan, right? Yeah. Like there are somewhere between five and 20,000 Haitians. Let's pick a number of, of 15,000 Haitians that are at the border that have come because they believe that the administration will allow them into this country. Uh, even though they would be illegal immigrants. Huge problem. Yeah. Beyond that, not only are we talking about people who are coming here because they believe that we will openly let them break the laws, it goes back to, to what we're, we've talked about a couple of times. These people are not being tested for COVID. Uh, all of a sudden, they're on planes to different parts of the country for processing. So we're not even leaving all these people in Del Rio. They're just going on planes to different parts of the country for processing. Paid for by who? Paid for by taxpayers' dollars. Thank you. And we're in a position now where it begs the question, 
first of all, we have people that are coming over, and the question is, how did they get there? Mm -hmm. 15,000 people don't just appear at a place. What is the coordination that goes behind that? What is the money flow that goes behind that? These are 15,000 people from a third world country, and all of a sudden, they just show up at our doorstep. Magically appear. And we have no idea about how they got how they got there like what is the flow uh could some of these people be willing to do bad things to our country what is the caliber and character of these people who we're bringing in see that's why we have an immigration process to determine some of these things before fifteen thousand people show up at our doorstep and the only thing that the left side of our country can say is well if we don't let them in and let them be americans then we're racist that's horrible when you put it that way. Like that's all that's all we can say. That's all we've got. Like, oh well, you know, we're not letting you know. oh, it's because they're black Haitians and we're racist. That's why. That's not because we have a process to actually get people into our country to understand who they are and what they can well, apparently, uh, do I mean, in we our don't, country. We don't have a process. Yeah, well, that that that's true. I mean, we, we we have laws that if we chose to implement we have we do have a process legally, but if you don't want to enforce the law, then you have no process. Yeah. And that's literally what we're seeing right now. Like, there is no spoon. There's it's, good, it's a good Matrix reference there. there. There is no spoon. The secret is there is no spoon. There is no enforcement of laws. Yeah. And so then when you have some Border Patrol agents that are mounted, and by the way, the reason why they're mounted on horses is because given that terrain and given the area, actually a horse makes a lot of sense. The fact that you have to say that even, right? I mean, we are literally on a river. Okay. <laughs> Renan, I'm, I'm, I'm saying this because there's, Im- there's images of these law enforcement officers on horseback and they're steering their horses with reins. And sometimes the reins kind of go astray in the air. And if you take a picture of it at the most opportune time, it can be perceived as a whip. But newsflash, these agents don't carry whips. Okay. So to your point about the left saying that, oh, well, they're Haitians and then they're black and they're racist, then they double down. Our vice president was just on The View talking about these images that we have just discussed, that we know they're not whips, and she is still doing an investigation while she is the border czar investigating her own problem on something that doesn't exist. She's literally going to do an investigation on border patrol agents doing their damn job. Well, and... and- newsflash you can't roll around the border in a Ford Focus man it's not going to work it's not how this works it's not going to work big people aren't going to hop on motorcycles and john wick it around the border they're that's not. that that's not how this happens they're not or and prius then, or prius or prius you know cuz we got to add that clean energy just let the one out there it's like like, <laughs> like when kamala, when kamala harris was at the naval academy yeah. we need to have energy that renewable in the naval forces and all these guys are like oh you mean like like nuclear energy <laughs> like, like 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 we like like, like, like about soldiers like, carrying solar panels remember that yeah, yeah. like yeah. like like we've been doing this for a long time like nuclear energy like the naval services are the forefathers of nuclear energy and implementing it yeah and then you even go further with the horse piece so then the administration makes a decision to say well because we have misconstrued somebody with the horse reins as whipping somebody. I mean, just like the imagery of that, like clearly there is a message behind this. 
Like yeah. you have a white officer and you have black people and they are being whipped, regardless of if it's true or not. So now what we're going to do is we're not going to have any more horseback patrols. That's, Let's do away with horseback patrols. So the... the but, but, and, and, and let's just say... That, but nobody was getting whipped. <laughs> and Wesley... Like, like, that, that, and Wesley, that didn't, Wesley... That didn't even happen. Wesley, if the horrible tragedy of somebody getting whipped was actually happening, happening do the investigation, find out, and punish the people who did it. Don't, don't say don't universally this is say, the best way that we have figured out to patrol our border over decades of experience. So let's just shut that down in the middle of a border crisis. Yeah. You know what that's tantamount to doing? That's tantamount to saying the Afghani people have trained with air support and intelligence so let's just take air support and intelligence out of the picture and, they expect them to and do say, it. oh, well, you guys should be able to figure it out. Yeah. So our Border Patrol agents who have been doing this for years, this is a part of their job. This is the way that they get their job done. Now we're going to say, well, we're not going to do this on horses anymore. But, but hey, Texas, we're going to make this federal decision. You guys figure out how to enforce it. You're on your own. Yeah. And by the way, we don't like you, Greg Abbott. So we'll just throw that out there, too. And the number one responsibility for the federal government is to keep the citizens of this country safe. Actually, that's the number one role. How in the world are, is this doing your job? You know, we talked about Kamala Harris a lot, but even a couple of weeks back, Rendon, and, and, and it's just like, I don't care where you are politically. When you're giving a job, given a job to do something, that's your job. I, I, last week, she was doing a coin toss at her, at her alma mater. I have no problem with that. That, that's fine. That, that, that's that's fine, but like you have a job to do, literally to fix this border issue or do something about it, and and I don't know what else you do. The president said you are the border czar, so you know what you do. You lean in and you be the czar. Yeah. But now you're you're on the view. You're doing coin tosses. You're you're circumventing these these very difficult, obvious questions. And then when even asked about the border, you start talking about border agents whipping people. It's not even happening. I I, I think it's interesting to say. Uh, I want, as a leader and as a border czar, you know, you know, I want to do an investigation. It's your job. <laughs> Just order it. Just order. What do you mean? We need just go down there and figure it out. You're in charge of it. Yeah. And by the way, it's your problem too. Yeah. Which is the biggest issue of this administration is taking responsibility for anything. Yes. Well, and and part of it, one of the best things that I think we learned at West Point, and it's a phrase that I go back to in my mind over and over again: when you're in charge, be in charge. Be in charge. The buck stops here, Harry Truman. When you're in charge. Be in charge. It's like, it's like they say this. Like Both of them say this. Kamala Harris and President Biden say this. The buck stops with me, but then there's a but. Yeah, there is no but. And then it's followed by a litany of excuses. Yeah. Then it's followed by Trump. And it's followed by Mrs. Bush's problem. Well, this was well, this was Harry S. Truman's problem. Well, this is this is well, this is Garfield's problem. This is this is Lincoln's problem. Not the we, not the big orange cat. The, no, 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 not the president. The president, <laughs> president. <laughs> like, 
We keep going back, and the next thing you know, it's like, well, this is this is Amerigo Vespucci's problem. <laughs> like, what? Like, I mean, what, at what point do you say? <laughs> I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play bingo for our podcast. I would have never gotten Amerigo Vespucci <laughs> of all the things. <laughs> Take a drink every time Wesley Hunt says Amerigo Vespucci. <laughs> he would get one drink. I would have gotten one drink. It's the first time he's come up. What are we, 30-something episodes in? <laughs> the first Amerigo time Amerigo Vespucci has come up. What's taking William Howard Taft so long to secure this border? I, I, that, but that's, that's where we're headed, you know? Like, yes. Like, it's just, when do we say this is our problem? And then we're going to take systematic attempts to try to fix and solve the problem to the best of our ability. So what's happened, and as somebody that's not in the in the political arena, what's happened now is we forget that actually a lot of Americans, they just want to hear that. Yeah. You're not going to win people on the fringes sometimes. You're not, I understand that. You know what a lot of people would just be cool with saying? Hmm. We have a problem. Here's what we're doing. I know that maybe the previous administration did this. That's why it worked. And, and we're actually going to re-implement it. We, we realized that we weren't right. And we're going to do this, but we're, but we're going to do it better. Yeah. Okay, and yeah, you, you're going to get creamed. On, you're going to get creamed on the right. I got it. We told you you should have done the first place. But you're going to get creamed on the right anyway. But you're going to get creamed on the right anyway. Yeah. At, 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 least, at least you can show the effort to say... I'm putting a concerted effort on trying to fix this issue. Here's what we're doing. Here's what we're, here's what we're, what we're implementing. I'm recognizing that there is a problem. Yeah. Do you know how I know that they know that there's a problem? Because they made her the czar in the first place. Mm. So you recognize that there was a problem. Are you trying to be like the brat there, huh? I know that you, you know, know that I know you don't want me to. <laughs> <laughs> give it to you. Yeah. Keep on, keep on tripping and I'm going to give it to you. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. But you're right. Like, like if there's, and that goes back to the messaging of all this, and we've talked about this long before, is the messaging of things. There's not a border crisis, but the number two person in the United <laughs> States this needs to oversee the, the air quotes border crisis. Yeah. If it's not important, then why are you going to put somebody in charge of it who's that high profile? Like, presumably, you would think that that person would be very skilled. That's yeah. an important job. It's an important thing that we're overseeing. And there's also a piece of this messaging. I don't know if you saw the the interview that the press secretary was doing uh, when she was asked a question about women who are um, all women need to do in order to cross the border and get into the country safety safely is say that they're pregnant. And she was asked that question about that. And her response to the question was, are you saying you have a problem with 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 women saying they're pregnant, or you don't trust that women are? And I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, you're missing the whole point of the question. The whole point of the question is, we're not testing people for COVID. We're not testing whether or not they're pregnant. We're just saying, hey, if you say it, you can come in, and that is a problem. Yeah. That poses a, a significant threat to our country from a safety perspective. It's not saying that you don't want people to come in. It's saying we should do a little bit of due diligence. Yeah, it's the Ronald Reagan trust but verify. That's all. We should do a little bit of that. That's all. There's nothing. And there's nothing wrong with that. No. And I continue the the border crisis is continuing to 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 be something that bothers me too. In light of everything that that we see in Afghanistan too. By the way, twenty four hour media, uh, news cycle, 
Nobody's even talking about that stuff anymore. And by like, the way, there, we're there's, on. Still, there's still are Americans. There's still are Americans that cannot get there out. There are of thousands of green card holders that there can't, that, that want to get out. And they can't get, get back to the United States. Yeah, they're cutting off limbs again. Yeah, in Afghanistan, Taliban is 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 riding around in in our <laughs> equipment. Riding around and getting it. <laughs> they're riding around and getting it, man. He got pictures of Taliban guys with their arms all out the windows around, around. in U.S. Humvees, yeah, man. I'm riding around. And I'm getting it. You yeah. know? And we have green card holders <laughs> that, that can't. And, and some U.S. citizens, we don't even know who they are. We have some U.S. citizens and green card holders that can't get here. But the second that people are getting to our border, we're just letting them in, man. Yeah. How ridiculous is that? It's a problem. Troubling times, man. It's a, it's a huge problem. And, and the people are seeing it, too. I don't know if you saw the newest the newest Iowa polls. Joe Biden's disapproval rating in Iowa right now is over sixty percent. Are you serious? I did not see that. Disapproval is over sixty percent. That's higher uh, at at any point in the Obama administration. That's higher at any point in the Trump administration. This is the highest disapproval rating that we've seen for from a president in so, decades. So what's even worse about this is that so he's out of here. Okay, let, let's not like like this is if this is a glimpse of the first two hundred plus days, it doesn't get better. It doesn't get better. He's this, out of here like Hunter's dignity. <laughs> gone. He's out of here. Like the NSYNC song. He's gone. Gone. He's go- I, I, by the way, I don't care who runs against him in two thousand. And it, first of all, I don't think he even makes it. To, to I, first of all, I don't think he's going to seek re-election. Number one, yeah. if he did. It, it, he is out of here. Wesley. Rinda, Rinda, if you realize that you were out of here, why would you just do the right thing? <laughs> remember, you have three more years, dude. Go for broke. It doesn't matter. You're, you, you remember you remember the, the little McDonald's toys they used to give? Like, uh, of all the little characters when Ronald McDonald was big? Yeah. I think that Grimace and the Hamburglar could beat Kamala Harris and Joe Biden Today? on a ticket. Oh, my God. I vote for I mean, I vote <laughs> I vote for him. <laughs> and the hamburger's a felon. Yes. Okay. <laughs> That's like, them dudes are in trouble. And like, and like I said, these are again. This is real. Yeah. Like, like independents in this country are like, okay. I, 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 I did not. I wasn't voting for this. Yeah. And that's I've been told when I get told this every day. I, I, I get messages and emails, and and I was at an event last night. Like, I, I did not vote for this well it was a moderate ruse yes because you you look at people who are like okay bernie sanders isn't where we are joe biden at least has a history and track record within the party of being seen as a little bit more moderate and then all of a sudden he gets into office and you look at taxes and the border and you're just like Wait a minute. That We're was a ruse. It's, it's it's a brilliant it's a brilliant scheme. Okay, and this is what tends to happen. This is what tends to happen a lot. It's it's Bernie Sanders is so far left. It's so far left that we get fixated and get comfortable with the idea of him being so far left that anything right of that'll do, and forgetting that's pretty far left as well. Yeah. And I'm gonna give you an example of this. It's happening again with this uh, infrastructure package. They're trying to pass a $3.5 trillion infrastructure package. Now, they're not going to get that. But, they'll, but, but, but when you say, but 1.2 is better. No, it's not. And do you know why it's not? How much, does it, how much would it cost us to, conti- to, to completely overhaul 
the the country's interstate highway system, how much would it cost? A lot. Six hundred billion dollars. Hmm. We forgot that a billion dollars is a lot of money. Yeah. But because they've pushed us so far to, to thinking that we can accept three point five trillion, that we think, well, hell, one point two is a great idea. It's still a bad idea. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Somebody needs to stand up and say, we don't need a trillion dollars to Mm-mm. fix infrastructure. Let's get this down to the bees, please. Yeah. Because it's still a lot of money. Yeah. And this is where people have got to understand how this works and understand that tactic. Bernie Sanders is way over here, but Joe Biden and Kamala Harris aren't that. They're not that, and they're still socialist. <coughs> yeah. They ain't Bernie Sanders, but it's still too far. You guys were discussing independence a moment ago. I have Pew Research data that came out yesterday on a few key questions that were asked of independence. I want to tell you where their numbers are. Um, making good decisions about foreign policy, independence, 45% right now agree. Uh, independence on making good decisions about economic policy, Biden's at 48. Decisions on immigration, he's at 43. On the question of bringing the country closer together, independence have him at 34% approval. I'm telling you, man, people people are about to start speaking with their vote. Wow. I mean, this is this is real. This is this is really happening where we're starting to see, I think, the results of not only ineffective leadership, but ineffective strategy. Yeah. Right. Well, I, mean, I don't think there is a strategy, though. That's that's the problem. I don't think, I don't think there's any kind of strategy. That's a problem. And I think a lot of that is rooted in the inconsistencies of constantly talking out of both sides of your mouth. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you've seen the, the reports recently where, uh, where Joe Biden might get a pretty hefty tax bill coming up to the tune of a couple hundred thousand dollars uh, because he wasn't paying the payroll taxes that he was supposed to be paying over the years, which is what goes into funding things like Obamacare. Right. Yeah. And so you have somebody, once again, a multimillionaire who is basically waging class war in this country and talking about the haves and have nots and what they do. It's the the AOC at the at the Met Gala. Yeah, it's it's the same type of thing. Right. Where it's like you're trying to wage class wars in a dress that costs more than people make in a year. Yeah. And you're trying to wage these class wars in a way where you're at a gala where all the help is wearing masks and nobody else and none of you are yeah and then you want to turn around and talk about another party being racist and all this kind of stuff where you have a number of workers including a whole lot of minorities who are really relegated to being just the help but because you give some money to a cause and things like it's a latte liberal, you give some money to a cause, you have a black friend or two, you have a sensitive heart for things. No, what are you really doing? Yeah. And this goes back to to another thing I want to discuss, the Emmys. Yeah. Right? Emmys last week were held in Los Angeles, and, LA County. And, and by and by the way, I think it was the lowest ratings. It's not from hey, Mac, you check on that. I think it was the lowest ratings for for any Emmys in the history of the country, by the way. But continue. Yeah. But I mean, you're talking about this is being held in LA County. These people were packed like sardines 
in there. Seth Rogen made a joke about it. Like, hey, guys, we're a little close. I thought this was going to be uh, outdoors. What's going on here? He made a joke about it because you have all these people who are sitting in close proximity to each other. And then the L.A. Department of Health, they come out and they say, well, all the people were vaccinated. And all and the people and, and they were sophisticated, I'm sure. And and all the people had had negative COVID tests. Do you know what all the help had to have too? They had to be vaccinated and they had to have negative COVID tests too. And all of those people were wearing masks as they served these people. It's disgusting, isn't that, isn't that pathetic? So, so so did you hear did you hear the statement that came out after that? To, to explain why they didn't have to wear masks? I'm sure it wasn't good. Of course it wasn't good. Or logical. Of course it wasn't good. The, the, the deal is this. They were performers, and, 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 and the Emmys, and apparently there's, there, there's an exemption in Hollywood if you're performing, that you don't have to wear a mask, like, like, like on a set of a movie if you're performing. And so what they were trying to make the argument is, is that they were still performing for the Emmys because they are technically actors that were at this award ceremony and they were performing as actors getting awards. Mm, that's, that's, that's fishy. Seriously. Cause they were sitting in a room having a dinner. Cause seriously, seriously, that, that was, that was the official statement that was made about that. That's, that's serious. That, that, that's, that's fishy, man. But it, it's, but it's just a level of, of, of hypocrisy that people are now paying attention to. And you, you really have a hard time fooling people these days. But once again, the media has absolutely no problem showing a white border patrol agent <laughs> whipping, in air quotes, allegedly, a, yes, a, a, a Haitian person yeah. to show the imagery of really slavery times. We have no problem doing that. But where are the images of people walking around as, quote unquote, the help? that aren't even allowed to walk around without masks when they've done the exact same thing that, that everybody, everybody else, else had to do. Like, is that not a double standard? <sighs> yeah. I don't understand that. It's a complete double standard. And, and quite frankly, it's something that needs to be called out. Yeah. Because it's ridiculous. Yeah. You know, do as I say, not as I do. And that's something that's so beautiful about democracy is the idea that, that really you have people that are coming up through the ranks that are part of the people that are then going to go on and lead because they understand what the mandate of the people is. That's what the beautiful piece of democracy is. That's why you know how I feel about term limits. I think we should have term limits. Yeah. Why do I think we should have term limits? Go back to 100 years in our country. The whole idea was that you have this guy who's a local doctor and he's very active in his community. And he goes and serves because he understands what's going on in that community and he can bring that perspective. And then you know what? Leave and give somebody else an opportunity to do that and get some fresh blood in there. So the, good, so the other good thing about 100 years ago is that the person, the doctor that you gave the example of, would, would leave to go to D.C. And then he or she would have to make laws. And the reason why they had skin in the game is because they knew that eventually they're going to have to go back home and live with the laws that they made. Yes. We have a system now to where people stay up in D.C. for 10, 20, 30, 40 years, and they never go back home. So they don't have any skin in the game. So either A, they don't care about what laws to make. They don't care about the laws, generally speaking, because they don't have to live with them. 
And B, they don't, they're not going to go back home anyway. No. So who cares? And then you just talk about growing up in Scranton, Pennsylvania, even though that was 100 years ago. Exactly. And your connection to reality and what happened, like, oh, yeah, back in the day. like, Dude, you've been a senator since you were 30 years old. He man. cannot complain. Joe Biden, I, I have a hard time hearing him complain about anything legally or legislatively in, the, in, the, in this country when you've been a part of the problem for the last 40 years. Yeah. It wasn't them doing it. It was us. It was, it, 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 it was you. Yeah. Yeah, don't 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 say them. It was it was collectively. It was you. Yeah, so you were part of that. Washington's broken. Well, you've been a part of the broken system for forty years. Oh. Forty. Yeah. I'm a man. <laughs> I'm forty. I'm forty. Oh, man. I'm forty. <laughs> <laughs> as, as long as Millie's been in the military, <laughs> acting like he don't know the chain of command. Come on, man. <laughs> come on, man. You've been in the military for 40 years. A Millie, a Millie. Come on, Millie. You've been, you've been in the Millie. Millie's been in the military for as long as I've been alive. Millie's been in the military for a Millie. If he's been there for a Millie. <laughs> they going to try to act he's going like, to act shocked when somebody's like, oh, what, you can't go around the president and do things? <laughs> Get out of here. I didn't know I, I did, couldn't uh, do that. <laughs> really? Really? I didn't know... I couldn't do that. Yeah. I, yes, you, you did. You know, there's been been something else that's been that's been going on. I've been very proud of you in this, and and would love to get your thoughts, perspectives, and insight on the safety of police officers in our country, mm-hmm. right? Uh, because one thing that I've appreciated is that you've been very proactive to reach out to law enforcement officials. Uh, you've been very proactive in in uh, releasing press statements about your feelings about law enforcement officials. And we have these conversations frequently because it's that notion, that quote of all heroes don't wear capes. Mm -hmm. And we have people amongst us uh, that are engaged in extremely heroic activities day in and day out. And I believe that as a culture, the more that we spend time demonizing law enforcement, talking about how bad and wrong they are, we're going to be in a position where we're going to be pushing people away from wanting to engage in law enforcement. Especially in the future. We've done it in politics already, okay? Yeah. I see the storm that you deal with being in politics. We want all of our best people to run, all of our best and brightest. But the second that we push them forward within our culture, Everybody wants to tear them down. Yeah. And this goes for both sides. It's wrong on both sides. Yeah. And and one thing, once again, I've been proud that that you've been standing up in this uh, in this really in this in this battle to make sure that people within our communities and more broadly understand how brave law enforcement officials are, how yes, there are things that happen that are imperfect, but what would our society be without these individuals? Oh my gosh. And we had a recent death, so would love to get your perspective on it. Yeah, and and this is this is the fifth police officer that we've lost in Houston this this year, uh, which is which is five too many. And when you think about the spike in crime that we have seen in Houston, you're looking at all these people that are out on bail. You look at all these people that have been arrested multiple times. 
and, and they continue to get released out into the general out into the population again and again and again and again and we we have a hard time recognizing that there are bad people in this world that deserve to be in jail yeah that's that's it I think a lot of times we always try to find the anomalies of people that shouldn't be for this charge or that charge. And I get it. That a lot of those people exist, but but you don't let everybody free for the sake of those exceptions, particularly when there are people that need to be under the jail yeah. and kept there. You know why? Because they've chosen to be menaces to society. It's their choice. You could choose to be whatever you want, and you chose to harm, maim, steal, and 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 degrade our society as a whole so that's what happens you go to jail but the police officer that was shot a couple of days ago was shot by a person that's been arrested seven times hmm. he was out on bond seriously now, now somebody is now paid for this in blood and whatever judge let him out she'll lose your job like, it's also your job, it's your fiduciary responsibility to keep the people in this country and in your communities and your neighborhoods safe, too. To help out the police officers. Help them help you. Yeah. And, and at some point, even when you talk about judges like this, at some point, there's a level of broader respect for the system that there's times where I hope people would just do the honorable thing and step away. That's it. Right, you, you hope that at some point people would just is see where things are going. I believe this about Millie, right? This was before all the China stuff. Talk about Afghanistan. Yeah. Right? Like, have you no shame? Like, like, like no yeah. senior military official has lost their job over Afghanistan. Unbelievable. It's, unbelievable. it's unbelievable to me. It's unbelievable. Like they're, Nobody they're, stepped aside. No one's retired. Nobody's taking it. Again, goes, nobody takes responsibility running this administration. Wesley, and I'll give you another example. Right now, when you talk about the border and you talk about uh, the, the Haitians, Haitian immigrants, you see our special envoy to Haiti quit. Yeah. He quit. It's like, I've been trying to advise you guys. I've been trying to tell you what's going on, and you didn't want to listen. So we left. Yeah. Like at some point, lead, follow, or, or get, get out, out of the way. way. You know, if Joe Biden would would do the would do the right thing, and again, this is not about Trump or Trump derangement syndrome or how you feel about him or whatever the case might be. The second he read what Millie said about the president, Biden should have fired him. He shouldn't have defended him. Exactly. He should have fired him on principle. Right? Because I'm now a president as well, and he was a president too. We don't different different parties, different ideologies. I, okay, that's fine, Wesley. But if you're going to behave like that with him, you can't be in my tent, Wesley. We've talked about this, Obama McChrystal. Yes, I have the utmost respect for for, for General Stan McChrystal. Yes. Okay, that happens. You got to go, buddy. You have to, and he knows. Yes, yes, you, like, have, like, you have to go. That that that's the way that this you whole have to thing. Go. That's the way this whole thing works. Not to defend somebody on essentially party lines. Yes. And making people think that that's okay. Yeah. And once again, Wesley, it goes back to these systematic issues um, that are within the ranks of the military as well. And nobody ever wants to say anything about, uh, about the military in any way because it's, well, you don't understand what these people are doing or you don't understand. Look, there's accountability in the military too. Yeah. 
Like, like there needs there there has to be accountability. There's accountability at the junior levels of the military for sure, and there should be accountability at the senior levels. There of the for military. damn sure is accountability accountability at the at the uh, junior level. Yes, I mean time. you get you get demoted if you if you screw up a range. Yeah. So th- so why, I mean this is and, and this goes back to even even these with, guys are screwing up wars. Wesley, even with this whole thing with Millie, okay. What's the, the the first thing I told you? By the way, I'm 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 getting through this Woodward book and it's salacious for yeah. sure. But the first thing I told you about that, and everybody sees these things from different perspectives when they read these stories and delve into them. When I looked at that, I said, "Man, Millie told all these generals that he's now part of the chain of command, and they just said okay." Yeah. Really. What about all those people? Yeah. They've been in the system too. They're just like Millie. They've been in the in the in the Army, Air Force, Marine Corps, and Navy for forty or fifty years. They know that that's not how it works. But if everybody in the room agrees that nobody's thinking. That's exactly what we're seeing. Yes. Yes. And there's precedent for this in our country with other presidents where you kind of have rogue military people it happened in the nixon administration where you have rogue military people that are trying to make policy right man just because it's happened before doesn't mean it's right and it doesn't mean that it's not highly illegal too and destructive to the fabric of our democracy yes it's a huge problem massive problem but but back to to our law enforcement officials though i really the frustrating thing for me is we've gone so much into our tents of being on the right side of the country politically or the left side of the country politically that our media sources have lost the ability to even mourn people who wear the uniforms that protect us. Yeah. 100% foul play felon who kills an officer and we mute that and don't even talk about it because we don't want that to be contradictory to the narrative of police officers have to be bad in some way shape or form and see and this is also where it just takes courage to do what we do and to say what we say to random because i don't care if i don't care that he's black i don't care are you a criminal or not are you a thug or not by the way by the way thug is not a colloquialism for for black it actually means thug there's black thugs, there's white thugs, there's Asian thugs, there's, there's Vladimir thugs. Putin. He's a thug. There's thugs. Yeah. I mean, there's there's bone thugs. It's not, it's not against rap. We're not against rappers. <laughs> well, we, but we are, are against, against those thugs. thugs. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like yeah. a thug is a thug. And so I get a lot of heat sometimes because you know you you've seen what I've been called everything. You know, oh you ain't down with us or oh you ain't you, you ain't you what, what you can folk but you ain't skin folk and blah blah blah. Can but, I be the first to call you Uncle Wes, please? Actually, actually, I have no. That's actually good. You like that. Yeah. <laughs> and I and I'm like, and I, oh yeah, I'll get called Uncle Tom. And I'm like Uncle Tom, and that's 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 pretty harsh. How about like cousin Tom? Like, can I get a cousin once removed? I mean, uncle's real. Like, come on, guys. <laughs> like, cousin Tom is is better. Like, third cousin Tom. I mean, come on, man. Let's at least get creative, right? Like, let's. I mean, like, don't call me Uncle. Tom. At uncle, least call me Uncle West. Like, incorporate uh, uh, my name know, into right? it. Like, let's, just, let's, my name is not Tom. Let's be creative. 
if you're gonna try to be offensive to me, let's at least try to get creative about this. But I don't see it that way. I, I, right. I don't see I don't see it as I'm bagging on uh, on black men that have chosen to break the law multiple times and they kill a cop, and then I'm not gonna say anything because he was a black guy that did it. No, he's wrong. That's wrong. Yeah. I can't defend that, and we shouldn't be trying to defend that, Rendon. No. Well, and that's why people who have perspectives like ours are a real problem for mainstream media. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because as I look at my two beautiful black children, I want nothing but the best for them, and I want nothing but the best for them to be able to grow up in a country uh, that can accept them wholly. Okay. That's a fact. That's the most important thing to me. Okay. And we live in a place where we want things to be so black and white. It's easy to tell a white person, well, you don't really mean that. How are you going to sit here and tell that to me? Yeah. I don't care about black America. Well, really? Okay. How are you going to tell that to me? Okay. I care about black America so much. That's why I'm doing what I'm doing. Yeah. I want the world to see that black people are not monolithic. That black people don't all see the world the same way. We don't all think alike. We aren't. We are. We aren't. We aren't all Democrats. We aren't all this. That X Y Z box that you put us in. That's how much I care about black people. That I'm going to put. We are going to put ourselves out there in a very vulnerable place. That may not necessarily be mainstream, or or may not necessarily be be touted by the by the community by by the by the community in which we identify with. Because I want people to see that we are multifaceted. Because we're that talented as a people. Yes. Because we can walk and chew gum. Yes. That's the beauty of it. The handful of messages, actually not even a handful anymore. I get a lot of messages these days yeah. from black people that say just that. May, may not agree with you politically, but thank you. Yeah. I'm thinking about things a little bit differently now. Hey, hey, I felt this way. I can't say anything because I don't want to take the heat that you take. I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> but thank you. I appreciate that because I agree with a lot of what you're saying. Yeah. Well, if I touch one person in that way, it's worth it, man. It's fine with me. It's worth it. And that's where even you look at somebody like Larry Elder is a very good example yeah. of this. I mean, Larry Elder's a libertarian. There's many things that I don't agree with with, with Larry Elder from a policy standpoint. Uh, but I'm very proud that he over the course of his career has been willing to step out and push the needle and give a different perspective yeah that it's a well-researched perspective that it's a well thought out perspective a very well articulated perspective. a well articulated perspective that that's extremely what, intelligent that's perspective you, you, because you know what you need that that's why you have political parties you gotta have choices man yes and that's part of the problem that we've seen more broadly in in politics is we are eliminating the idea of having a choice of how you think because people are trying to tell us how to think because we do things like put a white guy on a horse who looks like he's whipping a black guy and say this is what's happening and everything is wrong and everybody's against you and this is divisive and we're trying to tear people apart like that that's a lie and and that that has to be an agenda so either you think that's okay or you agree with that or you ain't black or hey the words of joe biden right so either you think that all that is a, is is a thing, or you can't identify with us and you're not down with us. And 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 quite frankly, 
it's just not that simple. It never is. It's a little bit more com- not a little bit. It's a lot it's of more bit complicated, more complicated. Take us out. I sure will. I will take us out. But before I take us out, I must say, uh, me and three buddies yesterday, we won a golf scramble yesterday. It was awesome. Damn sure it wasn't because of you. <laughs> there were two former college golfers that were on our team. <laughs> and the the charity that we were playing for was Texas Center for the Missing. And I tell you, it was humbling and overwhelming to see the stories of people whose loved ones have just gone missing. Yeah. And we always think with these Amber Alerts and all these types of things, we think that that happens through public funding. That's private funding, man. People are spending money to actually find these people. It's awesome. One lady told a story. Her 16-year-old, and this was probably about 10 years ago, 16-year-old got off of, of a bus. They never saw her again. Wow. Right? And it, as people who have kids. I could imagine that. Wow. Yeah. And seeing things like that was really uh, allowed me to put some things into perspective and once again, it's, it's what I hope we bring to the table is this level of empathy that people got a story and people are going through things. Yeah. It's real. The struggle is real in politics. The struggle is real in life and what we're dealing with every day, day in and day out. So that to say, check on your people, check on your people always. It's still a hard time in our country. People are still dealing with a whole lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. And with that, I will say, smiles are contagious. So make someone's day. God bless you. God Thank bless you. you.